Hello and welcome to Lorca Outliers. Uh, Grimdark podcast. Where am I? Uh, <laughs> a Grimdark pa- podcast where no one's where they're supposed to be. Um, <laughs> this is an Outliers episode, but we're having some fun today. We're talking Warhammer 40k because my birthday is today. Happy, Happy birthday. birthday. Um, and also because I didn't feel like doing a full episode this time. Anyways. Valid. Um, with me always confused and suffering. It's me. Uh, we're bringing back an old gimmick from the the last time we <laughs> did this. I I got I got some bevy right here. We're taking a sip every time I'm confused. I've quit drinking since that podcast, so I have a coke. I never really started. It's just you know sometimes <laughs> you got to do it for the <laughs> and for with us. The other half of my other podcast, Lorca Morca. It's me, Chip. Howdy. And I love I love the crossover episode. This is so much fun. We've never done this before. <laughs> never, never. I've not been here before at all. <laughs> the only difference is since last time you were on here, we started a second podcast. <laughs> um, so Warhammer 40,000 is a tabletop game. Tyler, what do you know about Warhammer 40,000? Um, everything from that that one time we talked about it has left my brain. Uh, I, re- I there's some like there's some sp- space marines, uh, some like fucking like elder gods or some shit. Uh, I remember there was like this plague dude that was kind of scary. You guys yeah. showing him up. the one cool video that came out that like broke the internet for a day. Oh yeah, I need to do that. We've never done that, but maybe at the end of this uh, podcast, I'll I do know, that. I know Henry Cavill is a big fan, and he's doing his shit with Amazon. Yeah, uh, and that's about it. Which basically prompted, which is funny because that's also what prompted like me and Davos to capitalize on starting a war hammer podcast. Trying to, there's a time. We'll see. Twenty <laughs> listeners. That's hey, consistently though. Is it? It's consistently. Nice. That's a W. That's, that's something. Yeah, that's better Dude. than this podcast does. Um, Dude, so you, you got you got the you got the audience. Davis, what do you know about Warhammer Forty Thousand? Fortunately, a lot because I've been a fan for years on and off. Yes. So, um, Warhammer Forty Thousand is actually has a very interesting startup story. Where basically these guys who built like the miniatures for D anD D games, um kind of decide well what if we made a board game using our own miniatures so they did that and then they also did a sci-fi spin-off that kind of came might have allegedly come from a joke where it's guys like hey i'm gonna make this one character that would absolutely mm-hmm. wipe the floor with everybody from our fantasy universe and that allegedly became a space marine um so uh the world of warhammer 40k is in the setting that known as grimdark um and by that mm-hmm. ex- that setting uh everything sucks <laughs> um, i'm familiar with stories where everything sucks as evidenced by uh Rhaegal up here game of thrones doesn't have shit on warhammer more oh. incest and that's about it yeah they they win that battle depending yeah. on who you t- if you're unless you're in the slaneshi corner but other than that i just little there's never been any mention of uh, incest whatsoever. In I think Lord they Lord. purposely don't yeah. talk about that because they're trying to appeal to all ages with their products. So mm. all ages, as we just did an episode talking about the NSFW God. Um, That's a thing. <laughs> we'll get to exactly. it. Exactly. 
but yes, but no, but actually yes, but no. Um, so Warhammer is set in the 41st millennium, uh, the year 40,000, hence the name Warhammer 40k, and a little brief mythical sci-fi future of Earth. Yes, mythical sci-fi, brief history of uh, the world. There's these gods, they're evil, they're called the chaos gods, they're fucked up beyond belief. Then there's Earth. Earth is called Terra or Holy Terra. Um, there's this guy named the God Bro Emperor of Mankind. Um, he is not a Chad. He's kind of an asshole. And uh, in he's basically the creation of, there was like once upon a time, one or two things happened. Either he was created by a giant magical frog god guy, or he was the... Uh, creation of a thousand psychers who are these like telepathic Jedi like people killing themselves. For our audio only listeners, I just took my first sip of the day. So, uh, repeat this thing, repeat the repeat the frog part. Uh, so there's this frog <laughs> god thing that might have created this god emperor of mankind, this old race called the old ones, which yep. are like long precursor deities that dominated the universe long before before any of the races in this game were like big like basically like yeah imagine before, like the before times but with their own the before four of, times cool, true true cool, cool. oh uh but I, i'm i'm keeping a personal counter of <laughs> yeah that's good. text that to me so i can send it to me um Okay, I'll, I'll send I'll you the final May, one. <laughs> I'll ask May to put in a uh, like a counter for us, like every time you take a sip. So bet, bet, bet. <laughs> we'll, we'll take note of it. Um, yeah, so that guy then goes through the rest of history and is supposedly like stepped in to direct humanity in certain ways, which means in some old legend lore, he might have been Hitler, but like it's like, oh, he was an advisor to Julius Caesar and stuff like that. Like he was <laughs> allegedly. Yeah, you know, playing around in the shadows, doing stuff. Might have been Jesus. Three. Uh, also might have killed a dragon. That's the most normal thing you've said. Um, <laughs> on Mars, a dragon on Mars. A dragon on Mars, right. <laughs> it's also a god. That's still, that doesn't change my statement. Still the most normal Terminator, thing you've said so far. Uh, Egyptians. Terminator um, Egyptians. Yeah, that's one number of four is coming up. That's that's the that's the uh like if you want to get a mind's eye picture of one of the races in this game, is say the Terminators like without the skin but Egyptian. So the that's, T the T eight hundred but Egyptian. That's fire. Yeah. I'm gonna run out by the, <laughs> when the episode ends. <laughs> yeah, a history speed run. <laughs> a history speed run like that's kind of what we're doing we kind of did a brief overview episode on our other other podcast and this is yeah, that was like five uh, episodes deep to do those brief overviews of everything we're covering <laughs> yeah so the god emperor of mankind uh basically humanity fucks itself and no they don't fuck themselves another race actually fucks themselves quite literally um but they like basically do what humanity does and destroy everything to a point where it's they end up in the dark age um, Earth is basically ruled by Mad Max guys with Iron Man armor. That's yeah. fire. Like basically humanity got out into space, spread out everywhere, had this giant empire, and then everything just went to shit and everybody lost connection with everybody, became isolated little fucking basically isolated planets with their own cultures and their own beliefs and shit. And yeah. Earth became this Mad Max wasteland. 
So cool. The God Emperor Mankind created the techno, uh, not techno barbarians, the Thunder Warriors to fight the techno barbarians. Yes. Um, and then he takes over all of Earth and destroys any sign of religion. Dude fucking hates churches, hates religion. Based. Um, <laughs> yep. Hold on about that thought. Uh, <laughs> anyway, so fast forward a few hundred thousand years. Um, he then become he then has creates these guys, his sons. Uh, they're all dumbasses. Two of them are either killed or missing for like fan fiction purposes. Ooh, um, is how people like, can create their own like, like independent armies. Like, I love that, and I'm not gonna make fun of anyone who does that because that's what I've done. As I yeah, it's there's nothing to make fun of. It's just a great way to. I think that's actually a super cool. Mind. I know other people are jackasses about it and don't like it, but I yeah, I especially like when you mentioned the idea of a female version of the the. Dumb oh songs. yeah, there's this one where they call woman in my or... warhammer. Absolutely not. I, I I was making fun of Arch War. Arch Warhammer is this guy who sucks so bad that Warhammer used their legal power to say, "Hey, um, if you keep using our name, we're going to sue you to to point." Now he's Arch something else, and it's not worth remembering. But he's a straight up just white supremacist. Yeah, he's oh, a Scandinavian he, he also, who pretends he's British. He also looks like he a used child to and child he used to anyway. at the same time. So that's extra funny. Yeah, he's a giant pile of shit. Anyway, uh, enough about that though. Let's talk about the cool future. Back to the fun. Hammer. <laughs> back to the fun, grim, dark future. Um, so we got our dude. Our dude, uh, the God Emperor, creates these uh, his dumbass sons. Um, and just like a brief overview of what happens here. Basically, one of the, his his biggest, not his biggest son, but his favorite Horus uh, gets stabbed by this evil guy. And that sword curses him, and then he goes on this like basically ayahuasca trip. I know that's a poor description of it, um, and it essentially makes him have a vision of this horrible future where the god emperor, the imperium of mankind, becomes this horrible bureaucratic nightmare theological society based all around the religion, based on the god emperor of mankind, who's their current autocratic ruler, which is the very thing the god emperor of mankind doesn't want to have happen. Okay. Um, so Horus then does a, a heresy and a revolution essentially that makes sure that happens, um, where several of his brothers die. He dies. His, the God of Mankind is kind of killed, but put on this throne that basically keeps him in this like fugue state for the rest of his life. Is that, like, is that like how they had like Palpatine in the in this? <laughs> Uh, even less active, even less active than that oh dear it's Lord. essentially at this point he's he's like the true palace of the mind just a brain in a corpse yeah he's a like a desiccated husk on this life support chair got it because his psychic like his psychic imprint on the universe is so big that they use him as a a beacon for interstellar travel because he's, he's the a, He's the reference point so that they know how to get to different places in space. He's yeah, that, was, that was number five. <laughs> um, let's talk about uh, those big dumb sons of the Emperor of Mankind. Oh, so let's just start, start with Space Marines in general because Space Marines are awesome. So a Space Marine is a genetically modified human, but they've been so genetically modified that they're not human anymore. They have like two hearts, like four lungs, Breathe in space or underwater, uh, can, can survive most acid, yeah, not um, all the time, but like uh, enough to, to help them. Like, if they got trapped in something and they need to break, like, they got a whole bunch of fucking crazy things under them. They're like eight feet tall, like, and all this starts when you're like a teenager, they just start 
Okay, you've been selected. Time for you to get turned into this. This that thing that this metal giant, as fuck. I love it. It's it's pretty cool because like they become to the point where it's like they don't even see them. Like they don't even like they're they're not like they're not a normal human. Like they call themselves transhumans in the like in the books. It's like various. They're cool. like demigods. Well, the humans see them as gods. They know they're not immortal, but they have longer lifespans and all that shit. But they don't see themselves as human because they're they don't function on that same. These are like plane of thought. these guys could probably wipe the floor with any super soldier from any other piece of fictional media ever. Um, but then we're getting into the who's stronger, Superman or Goku stuff. So <laughs> yeah. Um. So, uh, Space Marines also have a gun called a Bolter. Uh, this is essentially a 60 millimeter grenade launcher machine gun assault rifle thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like the, it's the, uh, if you think of a weapon from Warhammer, it's this, this, it's a, it's, a it's this or a chain sword. Yeah. And like the chain sword is the most basic weapon a space Marine will carry. Yep. Like chain sword. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yep. Exactly. Um, but bigger and so only space one of them. so space marine i see <laughs> they are all in these different legions so we talked about one guy horse he has they so there's two types of space marines there's like good guy imperium of man well they're not the good guys but they're like the the human faction yeah imperium of man space marines the astartes and then there's chaos space marines they're chaos not space the good marines. guys the traitor legions so I Horus see. was the first of uh, the church. Well, he wasn't the first. He was a traitor. Logar, who is a bald fuck, is the tr- is the is the true first traitor legion. And basically, he wanted to do religion so bad that he uh, got angry when his own father made him carpet bomb the planet of churches he had built. They turned the entire planet into a world to worship the emperor, and the emperor was like, "No!" and and instead of like pulling him aside and trying to explain to him why this is a bad deal, he just we're gonna blow this whole planet up. What the? <laughs> All right, yeah. num- here goes number six. Yeah. So yeah, like Death Star wouldn't be shit in this universe because that kind of thing happens every other Friday. Yeah, they've got they every decimate other Friday. Pla- they decimate planets on on the regular. Cool. And they have multiple ways to do it. Um, I see. Speaking of decimating plants, speaking um, of decimating planets, there's so let's talk so about casual the, before we go full in on the space marines. I like want to talk about each legion because they're kind of awesome. Let's talk about the chaos gods real quick. Cool, cool, cool. Um, I love chaos gods. So, chaos gods are uh, they're four entities that are like the worst aspects of mankind. You have Korn, Nurgle, Zeech, and Slanish. And they were really named corn. Yep. But it's with a K H R O N. But not spelled like the ba- band corn. Yeah. Uh, so and it works. It's got enough stuff behind it. And th- they all reside in this place called the warp, which is like an alternate reality where like all of your psychic bad thoughts go. Like there's not a good version of it. There isn't like a, a deity of happiness. It's just all of the negativity in the universe birth these uh, demons from humanity's existence. Except for the Ooh. one that the Eldar fucked into existence, but we'll get there. Huh. So, <laughs> <Korn>. Seven? 
<laughs> so corn is the god of anger bloodlust uh rage war and violence um if you look him up he looks like the devil uh cool. followers of corn also look like the devil and basically he's just like they're the saying for around corn is blood for the blood god skulls for the skull throne because if you're about corn, you're just about violence. Um, and I do realize how many times I'm about to say corn is going to sound incredibly comical. Corn, a big lump of dust. It has um, Shut up, Tyler. <laughs> <laughs> um, so corn basically like every soldier on like every time there's ever been an act of war or violence on in the world anywhere is someone inadvertently worshiping corn because that's how you oh. worship him is you just do violence. Um, he's like the first like chaos God to exist. Um, and so much. So he uh, also has like some of the, like he has a ton of different followers. So like there was this one space Marine named Angron. Angron became one of his followers because Angron, when he was a kid was thrown in a slave pit and had these things, I think they're called pain spikes, put into his head. Oh, Lord. Um, or, uh, yeah, nails of nails of pain. Yeah, something the, like something, that. the butcher's nails. Butcher's nails, yeah. And basically, how they affect him is whenever he's not actively committing an act of violence, he feels pain. Oh, Lord. <laughs> that must have made Angron pretty angry. You're catching on to the naming conventions here, aren't you? <laughs> Yeah. So Angron being incredibly angry, uh, just basically when he turned to chaos, like instantly became a follower of Corn, and so did his uh, Berserker World Eater Legion. Um, hold on, hold on, hold on. Berserker War World Eaters. Yeah, they're called the World Eaters, and they all basically became chains, chain axe wielding berserkers. Cool. Um. The demon prince that uh angron became is like this giant red dragon devil thing um that has a giant chain axe and a little kill counter on his one eye so the kill counter that's goofy yeah. as hell i love it <laughs> i don't know if they did that with any of the updated models for him no nah, the new they, model doesn't have that the new model still looks pretty fucking dope yeah um i'll find a photo while you there's also a group of guys called the Blood Pact that follow Corn, and these are essentially just like regular dudes like me or you, and they follow Corn not by being like ultra violent. Well, they are ultra violent, but like not by being like brutal berserkers. They're just really soldiery about it. So they do war so perfectly. They worship Corn, like they have like, and there's the belief that like basically every part of the industrial military complex is a way to worship Corn. So like the guy who's like doing the paperwork to decide how many bullets every platoon gets is in, is worshiping corn in there. I put a picture of him in a. Oh my in God. Like your typical big red demon guy. Yeah. So then there's that's Nurgle. epic. Nurgle is like, I remember that one. Yeah. He's the God of sickness, life and decay. Technically he's the God of life, but mostly sickness. And the whole thing is like life comes from death. Um, the circle of life. Basically, you follow him because you were put in a really shitty situation, like Mortarian, who's the spaceman that followed him. And all of his followers get really fucked up looking. Yep. Here's it, a like, 
version of a demon. Blisters thing. everywhere, too many eyes, their skin becomes mm-hmm. green, they get all zombie looking. Um, Always usually very, very fat and bloated. Yeah, well, like, like David Lynch, uh, fucking Baron Harkonnen. <laughs> yeah, basically. Um, just like incredibly fat and bloated, just and it's not because like they're like eating, it's because like they're dead, they're corpses and they're bloated right, right, right. asses. They don't feel it though, and they're That's used to good be, at least. And there used to be a piece of old lore for the Death Guard, which are like the space marines of Nurgle, which was that uh they would count off all the diseases they had as they marched towards battle. Oh my gosh. Um, Sorry, I just I just saw the picture. It was kind of <laughs> Damos here doing uh, the picture just for us. Yeah, Nurgle. All the demons are just look like these bloated death. Ga- like they, you remember that thing on Jabba's shoulder that kind of laughed all the time? Yeah, that's how all of them are depicted. Cool. Like they've got a bunch of little. Like you see little little guys all over him called Nurglings, which are like little tiny demons of Nurgle that all just giggle and laugh, and they die all the time. <laughs> like they just get smushed under them. It's cool, cool. This weird, goofy place. Basically, like still they're there that whenever a a chaos marine wants to get angry, uh, he'll just like step on one of them to prove how angry he is. Oh, poor little dudes. So then there's each who's a conspiracy theorist god. Um and so I once saw someone said that like if Alex Jones followed a chaos god, it would be Zeech. Zeech. Yeah. <laughs> Um, Zeech is also a giant bird. Well, that's the, I'm the biggest uh, the rep- bird. I'm representatives. The biggest bird. Zeech himself doesn't look like that, but yeah, like the aspect, like the physical aspect of him. Like this picture of Nurgle, that's not Nurgle, that's one of Nurgle's demons because we don't really know what they look like. But this is like the highest level of demon is this giant double headed bird demon. Yeah. Is, um, is that the biggest bird? I mean, they're like 30, 40, 50 feet tall. So they're pretty big. The space, the guy who fall ended up following him was named Magnus the Red. And Magnus is the funniest thing because, like, when Horus betrayed the Emperor, Magnus tried to call and warn the Emperor, but inadvertently opened up a portal to hell right in the Emperor's uh, palace when it happened by calling, which in our our podcast we compared to the equivalent of the Emperor was building a house of cards and the phone rang on the table, knocking it all down. So the emperor then had Magnus kill, try to be killed. Uh, Magnus so, already looked like a giant red devil with horns uh-huh. and a uh, missing eye. I just put the uh, the tabletop miniature in there. The big cool. red bastard. Yeah, he... Big old horn titties. Oh, that's sick. Um, <clears throat> so, and he really likes psychers. So mm-hmm. all of his marines have like uh, Egyptian abilities. aesthetic. And yeah. like a bunch of the Marines that serve him turn to dust. So they're just like armor filled with dust now. Yeah, they're yes. basically just possessed armor. Um, and it's basically like one of his guys was like, man, I really wish this would all stop. And, and like we could all just be okay. And it was like the monkey paw curled in. And it's like, okay, your men will never be killed because they're all dust now. Um, Damn. Then there's the youngest chaos god, Slanish. So there's this group of aliens called the Eldar. The Eldar are space elves. Um, and like all space elves, like all elves in all fantasy, they're uh, self, you know, self-obsessed, narcissistic, racist. Cool, cool. Um, 
like and besides that they're like elves they have like pointy ears long hair all that stuff um so but in space they yeah they had reached a golden age essentially like you know kind of think peak roman empire greece all those ancient empire empires. Yeah, yeah, yeah. um but they'd also kind of run out of things to do so they basically just started like taking art to extremes and they just fucked a ton um which this like great period of like all this led to the creation of slanish um who then started devouring their souls and destroyed several of their worlds and killed all their gods. Oh my. Yeah, all but like two of their gods or two yeah, or three and of their one, gods are dead. I think, yeah, one of their gods is missing. One's held captive by Nurgle. And then I think, well, there's one that's like a god of death that was birthed from the death of all of their, yeah. <laughs> them dying. And this is, I posted a picture of a Keeper of Secrets, which is like, an, one of the, again, the top yeah. demon. If you Google Nur, uh, Slanish, Don't. you do not want to see all the titties in the world and all the dicks in the world, yeah. turn on your safe search. Yeah, because... So uh, people... how do you spell that? <laughs> <laughs> this is uh, number eight, by the way. <laughs> um, Slanish is the god of lust, perfection... Um, the arts and kind of just every pure level of obsession. Um, people who turn to Slanish are like either just like obsessed with perfecting things or doing things in excess. Um, so yeah. like all the drugs in the world, all the sex, but like it's never normal shit. It's like to the point where it's like, yeah, like, you know, there's fish hooks and a baseball, a aluminum baseball bat evolved now. Um and like there are people who are like become Slanish followers because they're artists, but they get driven so far that they start painting with bodily fluids as paint and using human membranes as like brushes. So and Ooh, canvases my. and stuff. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, the my. canvas would be like a flayed, stretched out skin. Um nine. So <laughs> um, oh Lord. There's this one, it's there's this one uh miniature called the Herald of Slanish, which is this dude who's been like stretched out and like chained up, who's had like a bunch of his ligaments stretched above him, and this demon is playing them as like a harpsichord. Um so yeah, followers of Slanish are pretty hardcore. Uh their followers are called are the uh Emperor's children, which were like the perfect space marines. Uh, they basically got corrupted because they were drove to be so perfect. Um, and because of that, they basically just like became these horribly mutated monsters. Um, just like the most like mutated, like they have six arms or like there's like skin grafted to their armor now. So Ew. that is that is Lanish. So those are the, the chaos gods, essentially. And now let's talk Space Marine Legions, because I like the <laughs> Space Marines. So first up, uh, we got uh, Robot Gil- Robo Girly Man. Ro- Ro- how do you say his name? Robote Gilliman. Robote Gilliman. The joke is Robot Girly Man. Because it's Robot such a dumb name. They couldn't have just called him Robert. No, Robert he's Gilliman. From, he's not from Earth. Yeah, basically, Not a human. Um, his legion, the Ultramarines, have a space Roman aesthetic. Here, I'll post a picture. I'll just, I'll just be the picture guy while yeah. you talk. 
So, uh, like, Robert Gilliman is the only uh, Robert uh, Gilliman is the only Space Marine of Primarchs who's returned so far of the non-chaos guys. Um, and he, like, he has the Julius Caesar haircut. All of his dudes wear like Roman stuff. Um, they have the plumes. <clears throat> yeah. Uh, and they're pretty much as basic Space Marine as it gets. The joke is they're the Smurfs. They're the generic Marines. They've got a lot of good flavor and a lot of good characters and stuff, but like in terms of like their play style, like they're the, they're the they're the poster boys. They're the ones they try to sell on everything. Ah, uh, okay, I, I get um, it. It's it's the brand's go to faction. So then there's Rogel Dorn, who uh, is the Ron, you know, Ron Swanson of Space Marines. Ron Swanson of Space Marines. In the um, lore, he doesn't have a mustache, but everybody. Is this like he's got a mustache? True believers, though, true fans have the power if they of ever head bring him back. I feel like they're just gonna give his model character. Like so many people are just gonna mod on a mustache for him. Yeah. Um, I I love the power of headcanon sometimes, where you can just collectively make everybody believe this man has a mustache. So his whole legions thing is they're really good at fortifications. Like they build the best defenses. They have like these giant riot shield things they use in like you know existence with their bolters. They're also banana mm-hmm. yellow. Yep, and they Ew. also have the, a similar Roman aesthetic. Um, and the other look, great, at, them, look at them chops. Them, yeah, the mutton chops. Oh my, uh, that's the 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 meme hair's haircut. So the the natural rival of the guys who are really good at fortifications, the Chaos Legion, uh, is Perturabo and the Iron Warriors. Um, Perturabo, uh, during like the Great Crusade when they were all on the good side, uh, he was given all the shit work. He had to do these like long year, several year lasting sieges like of trench warfare, mm-hmm. um, and he was just essentially good at sieging. Uh, and hated fucking Dorn for essentially being really good at fortifications. Um, so he, uh, when Horsey came, he didn't see it as a way to like, oh, I want to follow this great crusade. He's like, we can fuck over the other guys I'm in. Um, Radical. And the Iron Warriors don't just hate the Imperium. They hate everyone. Like, they also hate chaos. And they'll summon demons to shove them into war machines um, and, like, hold them at gunpoint and make them work for them, which is one of the reasons I kind of like the Iron Warriors. They bring a bit of a Chad energy. <laughs> I don't know what – that's another one. Um, <laughs> just, like, you know, summoning a demon who's like, I am the great power. Wait, what are you doing? And shoving him into a tank. Like, you're going to fight, fight and die for us, you son of a bitch. <laughs> um, uh, God, who else is there? I already talked about all the chaos god guys like Mortyrian. Oh, you haven't talked about Mortyrian yet. Oh, I didn't. Oh, so there's Mortyrian, uh, who back when he served the emperor, he was really good at chemical warfare. Mm-hmm. Um, so he was just the war crimes guy. Anyway, he gets stranded, becomes the chaos god, gets corrupted. Now he's this angel dude with like all these bloated, gross space marines, and he has like these moth bat wing angel wings and a scythe that like spills gas from it. Or at least in my head. Yes. Um, a really cool looking model. I see. I, I feel like we haven't t- asked Tyler what do you think of all this so far. He's like, I, I, I he's genuinely forgot half of it. 
you're you're, you're kind because of, like every time something new is brought up i'm like okay that's that's kind of cool and then it always takes like some like horrifically fucked up turn welcome to that's, warhammer that's pretty much like, how oh it this goes. is this is this is a neat concept with a lot of creativity behind it oh um, so then uh okay so mortarian jagatai khan who is Genghis Khan, but a space marine? Um, That's... His, his legions. His legions called the White Scars, and their whole thing is they're bikers, but also like Mongolian horsemen, but on motorcycles. That's cool as shit. Yeah, let me get the image. It's pretty dope. Like one of their official artworks. Uh, and he was last seen jumping, jumping into basically the portal of hell to go beat the shit out of the other Primarchs. Oh, no, he was chasing Dark Elves, I believe. Or Dark, yeah, Dark El- Eldar. What um, a Giga Chad. Yeah, he's pretty dope. Yeah. Um, speaking of Giga Chads, there's then there's Vulcan. Um, so Vulcan is black, but not oh. like African-American. He's like literally, uh, he lives on a volcanic, well, he might be African-American, uh, but the planet is literally a volcano planet. Like there's nothing on vol- volcanoes that he was on. Mm-hmm. So dragons skin, like a charcoal black and his eyes are like red and he killed dragons. Um, yeah, they have these giant salamanders on there, which are basically just like large armored dragons. Yeah. That's cool as hell. So all pre- this- these are like the only good guy space marines. Like they try to save. They're the only group of space the marines who it's like when given the decision between protecting a monastery or like a thousand civilians, they'll choose the, the civilians. Whereas like if it was any other legion, it's like oh, those people could go fuck themselves. Is is this really where the bar for morality is in this universe? Yes. <laughs> Pretty much. Actually, oh. there's some there's some legions who would be like, can we use the civilians as padding to keep? The yeah, we're gonna like, use, we're gonna let them be the target to lure in more chaos so we can kill them all. Like, yeah, um, called, literally like the marines malevolent. Like they're just speaking. Like of when people which, when they're like the marines are coming to save us. Oh, it's those guys. We're dead. That's that's unfortunate. Yes, that would that the biggest example of this would be Lehman Russ, who is a space marine Viking. Um. And his guys are called the Space Wolves. Very original. They're basically all just Vikings. Some of his guys are werewolves because of a mutation. That's cool. Uh, the whole thing I like is werewolves. They got like, they got like giant dire wolves on their planet. Even they, ride, they can ride in the battle. They're like Even Russ was also literally raised dire. by wolves on the planet he was left on. Mm. Uh, Romulus style in arenas. Yes. Except Robulus has a fucking 40 millimeter grenade launcher machine gun and, and a giant sword. fucking sword. Oh, yeah. His like they have like those ice sword things. That's their whole thing. All right. I like this. Um, he's a dick, though, because like basically like they're the war crimes division of the yeah. good guy Marines. They're the ones that allegedly killed off the other two factions that mm-hmm. are non-existent for Lord. They reasons. are also the ones that would not would like use civilians as barricades. I'm I'm starting to great, gain a greater understanding of why this uh franchise has a a, a quite a fascist fan base. <laughs> hey, hey, not all of <laughs> That's fascist, what I'm saying. No, like, I, that's what I'm you know, I just I, like I, 10%, I, maybe. 
I'm, um, I'm, I'm starting to, I'm starting to pick up on the pieces that they might gravitate towards. Yeah, well, because there's basically two types of people like Warhammer. People who think, oh, this is fucking metal. This looks sick. And then people who are stupid fascists who don't realize it. Oh, like, they're just like me for real, for real. Yeah, it's the same kind of people who don't who like read something like Fight Club and think, like, wow, this should be my Bible. Yep. Anyway, I, I saw the Viking aesthetic and I'm like, yeah, there it is. <laughs> Hi, it's me, the problem. Um, oh, yeah. let me uh, just to get a quick uh, oh, wait, never mind, we're good. Ignore me. Go Ooh, on. Um, the Night Lords. Uh, oh, god, Mr. Brooding Man. Yeah, what's his name? Conrad Cruz. Yep, Conrad Cruz. Uh, basically grew up on a planet that's all gangsters. It's Conrad Kurz, not Cruz. Kurz. I, I'm calling him Cruz. Um, <laughs> so he basically became the Night Haunter. Which is like, imagine if the Batman was a terrible guy who flayed people. Cool. Yeah, if you, Batman was a serial killer. You remember the guy who skinned people from Game of Thrones? Yeah, yeah. Imagine if he became Batman. Hmm. Um, anyways, his legion became the Night Lords, which uh, instead of using any of like, the good, well-trained soldiers to become space marines, he instead used all the like child soldier gangsters on the planet he was from. So he, they were doing war crimes even before they were like, you know, traitors. So one time when a planet tried to secede from the Imperium, they attacked all the soldiers, flayed them, and then dropped the skin over the planet. This is an, another one, number eleven. Um, uh, that actually might constitute about... for two sips right there. <laughs> well, we we haven't talked about. We're at twelve Fulgrim. already. What are you about to say, Chip? We talked about his chapter, but we didn't talk about Fulgrim. Oh yeah, Fulgrim. Fulgrim. Uh, basically, he was the leader of those guys, the Emperor's Children, the Purple Boys, and he was like so self-absorbed. He's the kind of character that you know you picture. He talked like this and. Carried himself very high. Like, mm -hmm. um, absolutely, like, you know, he, he, you hate, you would hate him, uh, just because he thought he was perfect. Um, he uh. was best friends with a guy he'd later betray by cutting off his head. Oh, God, I can't think of Iron Hands. Ferris Manus. Ferris Manus, the leader of the Iron Hands. Um, and his name literally means Iron Hands. Yes. Uh, and he actually has iron hands because, like, his whole thing and his legion's whole thing was augmenting themselves to become better soldiers with, like, cybernetic limbs. And he okay. was also really good at building shit. Like, him and Perturaba were probably the two best at forgery, if not forgery, at forging. <laughs> Maybe forgery, we don't yeah, know. Yeah, they ran an underground uh, credit ring. <laughs> The emperor kicking down the basement door. What are you two doing down there? Uh, nothing. Um, yeah. So they basically just like were they were really good at building shit. Like, there's I don't know too much about them, uh, self admittedly. Um, uh, God, who else is there? Uh, I got Sanguinius. Oh yes, the. <laughs> so you love this Sanguinius. Uh, is the the leader of the Blood Angels. And I need to tell you, these guys aren't traitors. These are the Imperium. They never turn traitor. They're the good guys. When I tell you this, they they drink blood because they're vampires because they had a genetic defect that requires them to drink blood. Cool. 
Okay. The, why they're so, and they're like golden armor and angel wings and red shit. armor. Um, Sanguinis literally had like giant angel wings. Um, and like he was the perfect space marine. Oh, that's kind of badass. Uh, but okay, so like they're not that bad. It's just you know, you you, you gotta live, so you gotta drink the blood. I got the bloodlust. Yep. If you know Greek or Latin, this next one's really funny. Corvus Corax. Oh, uh, can we go back one? Oh, we yeah. About Lorgar, but we didn't. Oh, yeah. Lorgar. Yeah. Lorgar. Like, that's a picture of him. This whole thing is text. He's got like tattoos of like inscriptions on his face and his armor's all inscribed. He and stuff. loved religion. He's like, the so dickhead, like, ball bringer rock. of the word that fucked everything up. He got killed, right? Yeah. Yeah, actually, didn't the next guy? We're Wait, no, talk he's about he's a demon. I'm sorry, he's a demon. Yeah, I, or the next guy's looking for him in the warp. I think. Yeah. Uh, which is Corvix Corax, the leader yeah. of the uh of the Ravens. What are they called? The the Raven Guard. I, I always want to say Blood Ravens. Yeah, it's not very smart that they all have, like similar names. Yeah, but Iron his... Hands, Iron Warriors. What the, what am I looking at right now? Their whole thing was like their fast attack and stealthy boys. So he's yeah, got like a really jetpack with wings, jets. and they're jumping out of an aircraft or something yeah. and just murking dudes. The they idea of that all, being a stealth armor is pretty sick. They also all have emo haircuts. Yeah, they're like their their whole thing is they're like pale and black hair. Like some of the models are just straight up emo boys. It's just kind of annoying. I love I really that. Like <laughs> I mean, we're, we're everybody gets it's their turn. So. Also, all of them come, all of them come with a modern baseball D, D, uh, CD for some reason, which is really <laughs> weird. Um, there's there's a fucking joke for you, Midwestern emos. Shout out to emo representation. Oh, uh, we got two left. We we mentioned one earlier, Horace, the Trader uh, Boy. He's a Lex Luthor of Space Marines. Basically. Yeah, like that. Horus sets everything in motion. He was like the most. He became War Master. Yeah, that um, looks like Lex Luthor to me. His legion started all out as the Luna Wolves, then they became the Sons of Horus, and now they're the Black Legion. Yep. And then who else did we forget? There is the Spy Master. Oh, Alpharius and Omegon. Yep. The twins who might not be twins, but also could be twins. Yes, uh, this legion's whole thing is that they're really good at like infiltration, like asymmetrical warfare and spycraft, despite the fact they're all eight feet tall. Um, because they have some sort of weird psychic ability where, where they'll blend in with crowds, like despite being like you know eight feet tall. And Alpharius may or may not be dead, and might actually be Omegon, who also may or may not be dead. But everyone in this legion always says, I am Alpharius. Yeah, their whole thing is, is like you don't know who's who, or they're all they all are and they all aren't the same guy. Um, <laughs> yeah, and they're called Alpha Legion. So Tyler, take us a minute to tell uh, you what you think of this universe so far and these got these dudes we've told you about. So it, it is <laughs> I don't even okay. So we have a lot of I'm 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 looking at like the, all these all these folks. The artwork pretty sick. Mm-hmm. Um I will say I'm still, you know. It's it's a bit of a so how is this information uh distributed? Um I, that that's what I'm trying mostly to mostly through out. books, rule books, and miniatures. 
Like, yeah. like it's got to be really difficult to keep up with this with the canon lore there of this is, universe. It's impossible to keep up with all of it because there is so much. This game, I'm pretty sure, was built for neurodivergent people, so they don't like you know build nuclear weapons or something like that. Yeah, um, this originally it started out like in the rule books there would be like an overview, and then like there's the main rule book, and then there's like chapter books for each chapter, like not necessarily like each one of these guys originally it was just like okay here's your chaos book here's your space marine book here's your human imperial guard book and that'll have lore in there and then all the rules and all that stuff and then it's been growing and growing and compounding on itself for 40 years so this is 40 years of lore building it's like yeah. if everything in stars wars was canon it was actually necessary to make a board game oh my this might that not surprise renewed. you tyler but this was the product of a, lot, of a lot of drugs in the 80s really and british people yeah that was the least surprising thing you could have told me oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, like, i want you to keep in mind everything we tell you when someone came up with this idea the, that thought began with a um, because they railed fucking cocaine. Uh, I don't know how well that snort comes across on uh, audio. Best that it doesn't say that. <laughs> um, yeah, I was sitting here listening to him. I'm like, okay, so this guy did this, and then he's dead. So I'm like, we're like, if on this tabletop game, like you don't have like a linear story, you just like, you oh, like there are books, like there are okay. Actual- books about yeah, so, there are linear ish um, books there's so many of them though that there's actually needed to be a special chart to help you figure out what order to read that's them. if you're just following the heresy books yes just there are that. books that are like the current time in the timeline like the most modern stuff there are a lot of books that like we just happen in the middle so we, we can forgot we want we forgot my favorite guy lionel johnson oh we did forget it get the uh because warhammer the forgets him Lionel Johnson, uh, last guy. He's really good at swords. He's the leader of the Dark Angels. A small group of his guys turned traitor. So the moment he got back from fighting this huge battle against all the other traitors, he was instantly greeted by all of his guys with traitors. Mm-hmm. Um, which all that comes to mind for me is that, like, you know, way that way you got there, I Carly meme. But it's like you know, instead of an emu, it's a guy with a chain sword ready to stab him. A smoothie. Yeah. <laughs> Um, <laughs> yeah, so Lionel Johnson also came from a planet that was filled with knights, so all of his characters have a knight aesthetic. Um, that's cool, yeah. There, he also like conquered the planet and found out that like one of the other groups of knights on the planet, uh, was creating uh, was essentially breeding monsters, so the knights would always have monsters to fight. His name is also based off of a guy who fell down and hit his head and died in 1902. A poet. Cool. All right, his name so... is Lion L. Johnson in the game, but the actual guy is Lionel Johnson in real life. Um, which is I feel kind of bad because I think if you look up Lionel Johnson, the game character comes up more. Uh it's it's spelled differently, so it won't. 13. <laughs> uh yeah. So yeah. Let's talk. Uh, who should we talk next? Eldar orcs. Um, is that the plan? Just to cover all the races? I think. Should, I think I just want to cover everything. I mean, let's just give Tyler right. an introduction to all the fun bits. All right. Well, let's pick a race, and we'll we got go like a them. half hour more to go. All, all right. right. Let's do. Let's do the fun boys. Let's do orcs since we're going to be talking about these guys soon anyway. My personal favorite. I'll just find you 
Tyler, what do you think of the power of imagination? Uh, it's it's a wonderful power that has fueled human society for thousands of years. When you think of the word orc, what comes to mind? Uh, <laughs> Lord of the Rings. These are not those. Yeah, what do you think of fungus? Um, I think of uh, some pretty mushrooms. Uh, and I also now recently, because HBO, uh, The Last of Us. Now, what if those mushrooms... Last thing, what do you think of soccer hooligans? I love them. They're my favorite types of people. Okay, so now put those things all together and throw in a little bit of war crimes, and that's how you have 40k orcs, spelled with a K. And they are mushroom funguses that birth little green orcs that turn into much bigger orcs that just know how to do things because all of their stuff is like imprinted in their psyches like they just mm-hmm. know how to build weapons and just do stuff and it happens they're also dumb as hell yeah and then they they talk like soccer hooligans i love um, that yeah and they're my favorite boys they basically build everything they have out of garbage none of their stuff should work but basically because they believe it works it works yeah that was like the old lore i'm not sure if that's still 100% that you mean true. that's the better lore <laughs> And it it got kind of dumb after a while. It, it it's still funny. It's still funny. I still like, like the. It used like, to be like if anyone else picked up an orc weapon, it just wouldn't work. So there's this guardsman, and guardsmen are basically like the common infantry of the Imperium of Mankind. And there's like a bunch of different versions of them. This one guy though, he was a commissar, which is like basically a general in this universe, named Yarick. Yep. And the orcs liked fighting him so much they believed he was an orc. So he was the only human ever to use their weapons successfully. Yeah, cool. That is, that was more, again more of a lore myth joke thing than anything else. Yeah, like it's, I, I always thought that was like a kind of cool explanation because like orcs are somewhat magical in their existence. They still have the psychic stuff. It's just not the goofy over the top, like too much psychic stuff that it's I kind of got the, tired of. Like it's still funny, famous. but it's not funny. Like it's kind of old. In my opinion, like it's the thing the about meme the, story of the finger guns anymore. Yeah, like that. I just, it's just meh. Like it stopped being funny after like the first couple of years. But like literally, like the, but they they still have those powers. It's just not the goofy shit. Like that's like 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 here's their big boss whose name is Gazgul Magurukthraka, which is literally Margaret Thatcher's name <laughs> but reorganized. <laughs> uh, I love it. that. Yeah, I, I, I'm looking at it right now. He literally beat death because of his willpower. Like, his head got cut off, and he should have been dead, but they brought him back because he let it happen because he wanted to see if he had this will strong enough to defeat death, and he did. And his will is so strong that in the orc psychic sphere of influence that he named an... an, an uh, a Gretchen, which is basically a little goblin. Like there's always orcs and goblins. The goblins are called Gretchens. They're the little plaything. They're the little guys that help them and mm-hmm. or food if they need to eat them and stuff like that. They just don't. They don't care. Like their whole thing is like we exist to serve the orcs and the orcs exist to fight war. I got he named one Makari, touched him, and that or that guy became Makari. That 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 goblin. Like I didn't have a name before. He called me Makari. I was just I was just alive, and then that guy dies. He misses Makari, touches another goblin, says, you're Makari. 
And that guy now has that Makari's memories and psyche. And that happens over and over and over again throughout also, the history of that character. works the angrier and more powerful they get, the bigger they get. Yep. The more they fight, the Hulk bigger they get. style. Yep. Like, yep. like the one that I just showed you, Gaz, he's like the size of a fucking Mack truck. Like, he's huge. <laughs> he He's bigger than most space marines. <laughs> that's, um, kind of, that's pretty He's bigger lit. than all space marines. <laughs> Like he's um, the size of a Primark. Like he's massive. So, and then works on the other best thing is people can just like the best, one of the best things about them is they're the best kit bashing army. So people will just take anything and turn it into an orc vehicle called a Stompa, which is like a giant walking battle mech. And for example, here's an at-at that somebody turned into one. And that's their whole Ooh. aesthetic is you can basically anything on the 40k tabletop you used to be able to take like actual imperial guard unit vehicles and still use their rules but with like lower like accuracy skills but slap a bunch of shit on them which you can still do you can take any model slap some shit on it and call it an orc vehicle and you're good to go yep wait that's um, cool as hell my favorite my, one of my favorite things about them is we know how their currency system works. Oh yeah, which is teeth that they will take by either ripping their own teeth out to pay for things or punching other orcs and taking their teeth. And because it's a commodity that degrades over time, um, hasn't it doesn't like you regrow your teeth so you never run out of money. Like it's everybody always has some money in this universe, so it's like a weird socialism that exists because you're never out. It's of a money. violent space social. It's a violent effective space socialism that... <laughs> like if you need to you can knock out some teeth from somebody else or knock out your own teeth and you've got some money to get the things you need to live <laughs> so but they'll grow yeah. back so it's not that big a deal. including squigs which are mounts food and pets yep how quickly does it take to grow back uh i don't know it's pretty some quick. cases can be they're like they're kind of like sharks it's not that interesting is they grow back quickly they don't have like rows but they grow back quickly it's also there's a thing because orcs are fungus whenever a planet has an orc planet a problem that planet now always has an orc problem pretty much it's like you have to burn it out if you can even do that but then there's always like like something that's like a cancer basically and then i had another thought in my head that i forgot oh what was it um You said that and it broke my it broke my train of thought. I'm very intrigued by this economic system. <laughs> I wish. How you like the orcs, Tyler? I like them a lot. They're really cool. they're the only faction that is having fun. Yep. They're they're they live to fight. They want to fight. It's it's all they do, and it's goofy and fun. And there's still you a lot of like it's not as over the top goofy as it used to be, but there's still a lot of fun, dumb shit. Oh, they're they also have this thing where they will copy human aesthetics like they'll wear commissar outfits and shit because they want to um there used to be a funny comic i remember uh that was just like a group of guardsmen who had an orc with them that pretended that thought he was an ogren so they just kind of rolled with it <laughs> and i kind of like love that idea of it's like we don't want to fight with him so we're just going to roll with it and let him believe this <laughs> Okay, um, you can do your thing. I would show you my my figures, but I put them all away. But they have like commandos that dress like human commandos, and they smoke cigars and carry big knives. Like eighties movies commandos yeah. too. Um, 
Yeah, I remember my thought. We'll come back, but we'll go on. Let's uh, briefly talk about guardsmen. So Imperial yeah. guardsmen are like the cannon fodder of the Warhammer universe, or at least the human cannon fodder. Um, they basically serve to die. They all have a bunch of aesthetics. A lot of times, based off of real world armies, like of the twentieth century and nineteenth uh, century. Um, you have your Cadians, who are kind of your basic soldiers. Yep. Um, you have Death Corps, Krieg, or World War One Germans. Um, there's a group of guys in the book called Gaunt's Ghost. They were all sneaky and wear like these camouflage capes. Mm-hmm. Um, Valhall and Ice Warriors who are all vodka drinking Russians. Um, epic, like it's literally in their core book that when they still had one that they that like they had vodka issued as part as or, or as part of their loadout. Yeah, they've um, had uh, here's a here's like probably one of the best images. I hate that it's got that fucking thing on it. Uh, like, just to give you, like, because these are all different planets, so they all have different aesthetics. So you got your basic guardsmen on the left. You've got your ice world guardsmen. Yeah. Your desert world um, so, guardsmen. Yeah, the desert raiders, which are all just the Lawrences of Arabia. There's the yeah, Armageddon Steel SAS Legion. SAS from World War II. Uh, Armageddon Steel Legion, which are all yep. also wearing gas masks. Yeah, and the Talarn like- raiders. There's oh god I don't have a picture of them. There's they're called like Praetorian Guard, which look like Brits from the eight, 1800s with big white hats. Like they've got uh, all of that. They've got they have laser muskets. They got guys laser that, muskets. Yes. Yeah. They got um, guys that look like fucking uh, Rambo. Catches. There's literally a guy named Sly Marbo who is the combination of Rambo, like. Um, Arnold Schwarzenegger from Predator and um, and um, Snake Plissken from Escape from New York. Um, yeah, and they're all, he, he's a catacan, right? Or catacan? Uh, yeah. yeah which are basically they live on this. They call them death worlds, which are worlds where the planet is so violent that basically, like everything on the planet is something that can try to kill you. So they're like they're super competent jungle fighters. And here's Sly Marble, by the way. Oh, that's not there. It is Armageddon, one of the planets that uh is a death world, is a planet when they had a battle there, it got so intense. It just it so that's not a death world, that's just the that was a factory plant that just oh, an orc like epicenter of war. Yeah, there I posted the picture of Sly Marbo. it's just Arnold Schwarzenegger for fuck's sake. Um, cool, right? Let's talk. Uh, who should we do next, Eldar or Tal? Uh, let's do Eldar, because then we can just pay back Dark Eldar off that. Uh, so Eldar or Elves, we already kind of talked about the Eldari is their current name because they... yeah, because copyright reasons. Um, and the Eldar are like all like basically you have two kinds of Eldar. You have your Craft World Eldar, who are all like live on Craft Worlds and they're all fancy. They're also basically Mormons because they're like so conservative after summoning like the literal god of fucking um basically you know uh that they have like become so like like we do not just like nothing not just you know it basically amish levels of conservatism i, I wouldn't go quite uh, amish uh, but like they're very conservative because their empire is on the decline yeah because they were like they were like a dominant power in the universe, and then yeah, they fucked up, birthed the god, and the god like wiped them like halfway out. Um, halfway. On the opposite end of the spectrum, 
are the Dark Eldar, who've embraced uh, the lust, slave, death-based capitalism that they are a part of. They are now called the Drukhari. Um, Yeah, basically... um, they basically just it's like entire you know world of like evil like i think one person described it as like bdsm based uh masochistic hellscape hold Uh, up 14 honestly not as many (laughs) as i thought um See, like honestly, I'm, I'm just like I get I, I get lost in the explanations, and I'm just like, There's what's so, going it's, on? Like, <laughs> my brain's not even registering the fact, like, oh yeah, I could I could pull out a sip right now, but every now and then, a certain trip, a certain word or sentence will trigger my brain. I'm like, oh yeah, that's a drink moment and a half. Yep. <laughs> what word was it that time? BDSM. <laughs> Yeah, so they basically calculated how many people they need to take as slaves to feed the Slanish in order to stay, like, out of being eaten by Slanish themselves. Yep. Um, their units are kind of cool because they have a bunch of guys that just basically ride around on the green go- on the green goblin thing. That's cool. Yeah, they um, got spiky bits. They have people that fight, like, basically, like, because Eldar, like, they're taller than humans. They're faster than humans. Like they're the whole typical elf thing of like they're quick, they're agile. They can teleport like from place to place. Yeah, they have this thing called the webway, so they can avoid the whole chaos realm monster bullshit, where they can like instantly move from place to place around the world, around the universe. But like they have very few of those left because everything's all fucking fucked up. Um. Then there are the uh, space weebs. Space weebs number fifteen. Let's weebs. go. <laughs> I just got those figures at the new house. So, um, oh, you did? Yeah, they're, they're, they've been there for like a week. This <laughs> is like, I want to go there so I can be. I want to go pay my stuff. Um, so, the Tau are noseless, hooved space people. They're all around like, they're pretty, they're like five, six, I think. Yeah, they're, a little, they're like average human height, a little shorter than. A little shorter. They're basically like a little shorter than the average human height. Um, a lot of people make it sound like one thing that annoys me about like Warhammer lore guys is they'll be like, yeah, yeah and Tal are short. They're like five, six. I'm like, that's pretty average height for a lot of places in the world. No, um, yeah, that's that's totally normal. Like I wouldn't bat an eye if I saw somebody that was five, six in real but, you life. Know, internet dudes have to be weird about that stuff. Yeah, about and their whole thing is they're like, they're the youngest race. They're they super were- high tech introduced in the like speaking in the game they were also introduced to the game in like the 90s or 2000s right late 90s early 2000s um basically um and their whole thing is they were pretty heavily inspired by like gundam animes so there's like a lot of Mm -hmm. japanese mecha and influence into their design they they have these i see it you can see the guy in the back that that big mech is a crisis suit like they're like they're super high tech. They have artificial intelligences that pilot some of these suits. Like they can actually yeah. like take somebody's like mental profile and turn it into like a battle suit. They're the least AI. racist of all the factions, probably. But at the same time, I'm not, glad they're the least racist. Well, the thing is, is like the thing that united the Tau was all of a sudden this like they have a very like there's also a little bit of like Indian caste system stuff going on where they yeah. like they have specific classes that do there's the water cast the earth cast like the fire cast is their warriors and then there's the ethereal cast where they're leaders 
if their leaders just showed up one day and calmed all the fighting and infighting between the different groups of Tau and got them all on the same page and pushed them off planet to take start expanding into space. But at the same time, it's like they do, quote unquote, their whole thing is for the greater good. But the greater good is really what the ethereals want, not what's best for mm -hmm. everybody. So they're not not racist. It's just that they're less racist. Yeah, I said least racist. Yeah. Like they they their whole Actually, thing is they will try to like infiltrate like they'll take humans and other races in that they can work with and have them be members of their society. But you're, they're a lower rung on the caste system. But they have other that's their whole thing. I wish they would bring it back in the tabletop more is they had like three or four different subspecies that worked with them and they had levels like they're as fighters and they can bring things to the table that the main tau don't have because they thing is they're small there they're not very good melee fighters because they're all super high tech they got all this range firepower that's like their main thing um yeah there there's a huge beam about the fact that you could basically slap them and they'll die um because they do not do well in melee combat i'll find one image of a crew because the crew are pretty fucking cool yep um and the crew are cannibals cannibals yeah. yeah they eat when they eat something they can get like genetic information from eating stuff and it can help them evolve like it's some weird stuff like that like they can actually like learn more about their enemies and stuff like that through that like it's it's a whole thing but like there's a thing where like it becomes too much and they become like like hyper focused on cannibalizing and basically kind of go feral and so like i'll help them gain control of that and like rise above the old old ways quote unquote yeah and then the last two groups are the ones i know the least about which is the uh giant space bugs there uh, it is. like starship Uranus. troopers oh yeah yeah pretty much let me like, find they were very heavily influenced by like xenomorphs which were like and starship yeah. troopers the book which then like influenced everything else like there's a big mm -hmm. warrior uh they like fight in hives they all have a shared hive mind their spaceships are giant bug things whoa yeah. um they can shoot acid plasma like their whole thing is like they call them hive fleets because they've got these giant bug spaceships and the whole thing is, is they're just going around the universe, just sucking up biomass to create more, more aliens. Here's one of the better older images. That, I don't know if I can find a bit. Tyranids also have guns where they just shoot smaller Tyranids. What? Yeah, they have the, like, they have like, I'll sh you'll see it in the next picture I post. Here we go. Like, That's they have, like, their hands are guns and they shoot like, acid spikes and like they call them like flesh bore so they shoot like smaller bugs <coughs> like when they hit you they bore into you and start eating basically you. imagine you shot a baby at someone yeah more like they shot like a flesh eating bug that could eat you real fast yeah um yeah and then they also have this thing where they can infect species and corrupt them yeah gene stealers uh and basically what it does is like no, they have these things called gene stealer cults, which is like an infected human will become a gene stealer broodlord and start infecting other ones and slowly try to like inch their way across society on a planet or in a city. And once they've turned enough of the population, 
like once they have enough psychic energy, like they can basically start transmitting their position to the hive fleet that the original gene infestation came from and basically summon this hive fleet to come eat the world because it's ready. Yeah. To go and they'll to just that. like march into the fleet of like the biggest, th- the mouth of the biggest thing. Yeah. Like they, like these people didn't like sacrifice themselves to the, the thing. <laughs> yeah. That's going to be number 17. It's cool. Like, there's been some fun stuff with the books. Uh, and then the last group of guys we're going to talk about before we pretty much just take this for like a quick, brief, like, question QA for Tyler um, is uh, God damn it, the, the space dwarves. Oh, we got you skipped the Necrons. Oh, Necrons. Yeah. These are the Terminator Egyptians. Let me find a good picture that here's the um, classic artwork that when I say Terminator Egyptians, you're going to look at this and go, oh, yeah, that's what you're talking about. Basically, when these guys were once human, they oh uh, they weren't humans. They were their own not race, human, so. but like living aliens. They horribly irradiated their planet. Uh, no, they lived under a uh, star that had a right. really like this very harsh radioactive star that they couldn't really adjust to. So, so to they had their, a rough life and a short lifespan. So to save their populace, they turned them into these things. Oh, uh, they were tricked by their gods to right. do that. To help because they were fighting, they were fighting ones ones, who who made the orcs, yeah, which were called corks and were actually super advanced and then kind of de evolved over time. But uh, so here's another picture like this one gives you a better idea of the and they kind of on like he looks like a pharaoh ish figure. They also just kind of want to destroy all life, mood. Yeah, they they've they see themselves as vastly superior to all other species because like we were dominating the universe before you even showed up, and then like basically like they destroyed their gods, and then they realized oh we're all kind of fucked, and like the universe is in chaos right now. We're all gonna go to sleep, and sleep until all of these species just die out, and then we'll wake back up and take over the universe. I love all the memes about them and the tech tech priests. Oh, there's there's the new meme of um, there's a new meme going around that's pretty great of uh, Steve Steve the Necron who's just a, he's just an ordinary Steve? human Steve the Necron the ordinary human infantryman. Oh, shout if out to Steve. Him. Um, and yes, so then there then there are the space dwarves, the League of Votan. That's the name, right? Yeah, the League of Votan is the space dwarves I've just shown back up. Here's a, a meme of Steve. Just real quick. Just so you guys I know this is going to play real well to the audio. Yes. But just Steve. look up Steve Necron. There's a whole bunch of memes of this. There's a subgroup of Necrons called, um, oh my God. Oh my God. That's a 2012 ass meme. It's on the, the flayed ones, which are basically there's this thing in every Necron that like realizes that their mind is like not a real mind and they know that they don't have a human, like a flesh and bone body, and it like haunts all of them. And it's basically it can drive them mad, like because they like, I don't have a body, I can't breathe. Like oh, it yeah, happens in they, one of the, it happens in one of the books, like where like one of them starts to panic for the first time, and his body oh, sorry tries, about that. Like, his, his mind tries to like breathe. And it like fucks him up and it summons this like dark entity within him. That is the the thing that summons the flayed ones. And it turns out the flayed ones 
are actually like like they come off as incoherent just blood flesh crazed monsters but they are actually very coherent in their own way in their own little subgroup and like they they but they realize like we need flesh the where they, they cover themselves in human skin yeah they have a thing called the feeding where they just go and will, anything that is flesh and bone they will just just cover themselves in it and act like they're eating it because they're fucking crazy i have run empty at 18 <laughs> <laughs> uh, but anyway we need they to put like a special sound effect like a da 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 right you say you got empty at 18 um it is it is number 18 i'm i i, I just consumed the last drops um if this was a longer podcast i would go grab more because yes. i feel like i would need it the longer this episode gets <laughs> then there's the league of otan who are space dwarves i don't know a lot about them they have some cool vehicles they're pretty new they i robots. don't have the books on them but basically they were part of the old human empire that went like towards the center of the galaxy a long time ago and because of that they've become shorter and squatter and stronger like so they're like four and a half feet tall stout typical dwarf stuff but they've developed their own culture and their own tech independent of human influence. So there's still a lot of similarities, but they're very much tied to the older tech. And then like, because they're quote unquote dwarves, their whole thing is they have a, like these cores, these artificial intelligence cores, like that hold all the old knowledge that they mine to get all the old information out of and to bring back into their their world all this knowledge and power and stuff like that but they might actually be the most good guys at the moment because they have a very open because we know the least class about them. system yeah we don't have any a lot of lore on them yet and i haven't read the book i need to probably get it at some point if i'm going to keep doing this podcast on the side but like they have like men and women mixing these classes everybody has their their jobs within the group but then like they actually have artificial intelligence that they treat as one-to-one equals like it's not like like with Tao, it's like this is a subunit. This serves me. No, this this artificial intelligence is its own individual, and it's on par with the rest of us. It's really interesting. I need to get more into it. And in, in the the world of 40k, it's like a strong split away from the everything well, we else because they don't like the non chaos factions away from being less evil. It seems we forgot one more faction, and it's the faction yeah. that would see this and call it tech heresy. Oh, the tech priests. Yeah, the Mechanicus. Yeah, brief overview. Mechanicus are like tech worshiping priests um, that all like modify themselves sometimes to to much extreme that they're basically just like a human finger connected to a machine. Like Um, the best thing, like their whole thing is like, I want to be as much machine as possible. Like some of them will be down (laughs) to just brains, stems, like in mechanical bodies. Some of them will have only a few augments. It's just one of these things, like depending on where you are in the in the class system of being a tech priest, like guys will go from one extreme to the other. And yeah, like basically, like some will turn themselves into like super duper fighting machines, like just walking tanks. Other guys will turn themselves into like ah, I'm a scientist, man, so I'm more science than like that. Like here's like one of the older classic art pieces and you just see like there's not a lot of people left in these like they might have an eye or a bit of a skull like the one guy like i don't even think there's a part of skull left in there like there's other ones where it's like they've had brains in jars type situations 
with other people and they have they're the ones that control all of the giant walking battle tanks of yes. Warhammer 40k, which are the Titans and Knights. Yeah, they build uh, a friend of mine, like they're the ones that do all of the, the building and working on stuff in the 40k universe. A friend of mine and uh D- or for humans anyway. My DD DM just started a uh, knight army and uh they went and painted them like uh cat forklifts. <laughs> That's funny. Because they saw the meme of like you realize the whole imperial knight system is basing your society around a for a forklift driver certification. <laughs> um, yeah, so Tyler, I'm, let's open I'm up so right sad for you that this ran empty because I those last two minutes <laughs> were a what I was I was I was like sitting here just reading the can. I'm like, damn, I wish I I wish I had more right now because. Oh, there's a picture. There's a lot going on. They're big ass walkers. Tyler, it's open to questions from you now. Oh, well, it's already six o'clock. We've been out this for a (laughs) while, so we gotta do five minute wrap. Is more of your question why than anything? (laughs) I don't know what any specific questions, but we gotta close it off. Tyler, let's just do your closing thoughts on Warhammer Forty Thousand. This is uh, a lot to take in. I don't think I've ever been exposed to... We forgot the Sisters of Battle. Fuck! (laughs) Uh, There's a group of warrior nuns, Sister of Battle. Some people get way too horny about them. They're really awesome, though, because they're like the most elite uh, normal human being can become. Um, Some of them have giant chain swords that are like twice my size. That's cool. Yep. Yeah. So the, um, oh, this is stuff you know. I, I, this is all very cool, but I don't know if I've ever been too expo- exposed to a series that has such a deep, but also like really like difficult to access lore. It's one of those things where like it's like you just have you, to. You just got to be like really into it to yeah. like know what's going on. Like there are like, also like sub factions we didn't mention, but I'm I'm fine with not mentioning them like the Adeptus Yeah, so you like Space Breeds are a faction, then they have the factions and then those factions have fa- yeah. sub factions. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah, there's and the, this is what happens when you've had a game that you've been building for 40 years with a ton of lore behind it mm-hmm. and a ton of other stuff just just backing it up. So it's like and it's one of the best like, things about it because there's so much because anyone can find something that they because the whole point is to sell these little action figures these little miniatures yeah and we want you to play with them on the tabletop and it's like hey i like how that looks what's that about which leads to a nerd like jump me into it plays and, a ridiculous amount of money on something and then way. yeah i'm spending oh. more because i'm buying the dumb action figures which are bigger versions of those things <laughs> it's it reminds me a lot of like uh like comics in a way yeah. Yeah, it's like trying to explain all of like the current run of Marvel shit, and just like here's all the heroes and here's yeah. all the villains. And then, or, or if you're like talking DC and like, okay, so they had this continuity going from like fucking like yep. the thirties, and then there's like the Crisis on Infinite Earths, which shakes shit up, and then a couple like 20, 30 years later, then you have the new fifty two, and that just changes everything all over yeah. again. But then they go back. And you're like, okay, maybe some of that old stuff was canon, and maybe this some of this new stuff is also canon. Yeah, and it's like this game has like they have right now they have in 40k, there's two main games. There's the 30k game, which is the Horus Heresy part, because the people are like I want to play the Horus Heresy. So they they got 
they made rules and brought back those factions so they can have the older original horse heresy armies fighting. And then you've got 10,000 years of space in there that random books drop in and out here and there, here and there, here and there. And then there's all the stuff up to there. So you've got all of this lore and all these bits and pieces, and they've made models for a lot of the main characters that have come and gone in the books and stuff like that. And some have rules, some don't. And this they're on the 10th version of the rules for this game. And then you have some people who make custom factions that get so deep in themselves that they have lore that's acknowledged by most of the community, like the Carcaridons, the Blood Jaguars. Oh, yeah, those are factions that have basically become like the Retributors from the Astartes video. Like they're official-ish now. They're they're they've been in the case of the Carcaridons, they've been acknowledged by the video games, the I think the, the like the guy kind of had his group made like canon when he became yeah. an animator for Games Workshop. Yeah, this guy basically made what's basically like Islander, like Pacific Islander faction based mm-hmm. around sharks. Like space, they call them space sharks. <laughs> and so their armor has like a lot of the art file of like but, Islander. They're called the Carcaridons. Stuff. It's pretty cool. That's actually dope. I I, I really like that uh community aspect. That is like that's, stuff. and there have been points in the past. Well, they don't really do it now, where they've had they've had things influence the main storyline, because like oh we've got this Armageddon. giant fucking event happening and we're gonna have five well, months of when they campaigns. It, it would it's, be it's hard to control. Yeah, that kind of stopped around the time they realized it would be better for the narrative. They want the Armageddon get destroyed, but all the campaigns were showing Imperium one more yeah. times than not. It's one of those yeah, like in the main arcs like. This major planet got destroyed, but in the tabletop, like the stats, like, well, this technically it shouldn't have happened, but no, this is what actually happened. Yeah. Type stuff. They still have like campaigns where this is the main events that are happening, but they don't influence the lore. Like there's a current big one where one of the big bads is trying some new shit and it's getting all weird again. So yeah. things are happening. It's, it's, a table. It's, it's a live services game, kind of. <laughs> As bad as that as you can. This this serves to make sure I will never be rich. Um, That's fair, you know. Anyway, you know, like in in uh, spoiler alert. It's not really a spoiler, but in uh, in like about like a month or two, we're getting a Zelda lore dump video. And I know nothing about. I am not familiar with Zelda. I haven't played the thing is in a while. Sure, it's like kind of convoluted, but the thing is with that. You only get like a couple games, like every like five. You get one yeah. game, like maybe every five six years if you're yeah. lucky. Yeah. Whereas it's, with Warhammer, they need to keep stuff coming to keep the product selling. Yeah. So like, it's 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 like ridiculous if you want to try to connect all of the games because I really don't think they were meant to be connected and they kind of just like arbitrary. Like, okay, here's a timeline now. Uh, God. <laughs> But like you know there's only so many of them and they only come out every like half decade or more yeah. so like you know if you if you want to be involved in that fandom there's not that much of a barrier to entry yeah whereas in 40k they drop a new a new edition with updated rules like every three to four years that's a lot yeah, yeah. um or, and recently they've been doing it a lot recently because the next rule book's coming out pretty soon. That's the rumor is the next rule book is this year. Well, they kind of they accidentally leaked it. Yeah. Uh, I feel like leaks is basically just the new teaser at this point. 
Um, yeah, for better or worse. <laughs> Especially not if you're a uh, F-16 guy. <laughs> yeah. Shout out to War Thunder for having more security leaks in the defense sector than any spy could achieve. Um, on that note, I think uh, we've been the outliers, and uh, I'm sorry, Tyler, to put you through this again. No, I, I, I was, I, I have a good time. <laughs> I got, I really enjoyed my high noon vodka and soda peach flavor. Uh, nice. High noon, if you want to sponsor us, I'll plug you consistently. <laughs> high yeah. noon, if you sponsor us, I'll drink for the first time in two years. Yes, um, we've too. been the outliers. Bye. <laughs>